I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. Denzel Washington plays a 1970s drug lord named Frank Lucas, an American gangster. Lucas takes pride in many things, but most of all in the quality of his merchandise. A Southeast Asian heroine as pure in its fashion as ivory soap. That's the drug trade's lethal paradox. The better the product, the worse the devastation. The film presents a different paradox. The better it gets, and it gets to be very good over the course of 157 minutes, the more it brings to mind the truly great gangster films of American movie history, starting with The Godfather and extending back to such landmarks as The Public Enemy and Scarface. But these recollections are part of the enjoyment. They lend stature by association to the impressive product on the screen. American Gangster was directed by Ridley Scott from a script by Steven Zalian, and it co-stars Russell Crowe as an unstoppable cop on Lucas's case. The movie is based on a true story. Frank Lucas was, in fact, a rags-to-riches businessman who took over what had been a mafia monopoly, And Richie Roberts, the character played by Russell Crowe, was the detective and later prosecutor who brought the kingpin down. Truth turns fictional when a character as murderous as Lucas is portrayed by an actor as buoyant and dashing as Denzel Washington, but not as fictional as you might think. In the grand tradition of gangster sociopaths, this extravagant black godfather can go from effortless seducer to stone killer in one beat of whatever serves as his heart. Steve Zalian's script has more on its mind than cat-and-mouse games. Both Frank and Richie are, by their own lights, men of honor, bound by their own codes. But the success of American Gangster doesn't flow from the originality of its ideas as much as from its craftsmanship and confident professionalism. It's a great big gangster film and a good one. B-movie isn't a B-movie, it's a Z-movie, as in dismal. This animated feature might have been tolerable if its hyper-vocal star, Jerry Seinfeld, had chosen to drone. Instead, he delivers every line, every stupid B-joke that he and his cronies could cook up with a pounding, punishing triumphalism that recalls not the Seinfeld of Seinfeld, but Milton Berle on a really bad night. As you may have gleaned from a publicity campaign that's been slightly less invasive than the influenza pandemic of 1918, Seinfeld's character, a bee named Barry B. Benson, has just been graduated from college and can't face a life of making honey. The story's borrowings from the graduate include a swimming pool. Escaping the hive, he goes out into the world and falls in love with Vanessa Bloom, a florist played by Renee Zellweger. And why not, since Barry can talk? His problem, and ours, is that he can't stop talking. What's the harm if one of the most successful comics in show business gets to buzz around in a would-be comic fable about the bees and the bees? The graphics are pretty enough, and the script isn't content-free. Once Barry discovers the people eat honey, he sues the human race for exploiting his species' treasure. It's just that the movie aims so low and still manages to miss. At one point in Barry's honey trial, an exasperated defense lawyer asks, how do we know this talking bee isn't some kind of Hollywood wizardry? Would that wizards had left their mark. This is Hollywood hackery. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews.